illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always... From the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic liquid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beej. Beej, how is it to be back? Oh, Billy, it feels good to be back. How many years, what year is this of ours? What, 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 uh, this is, what are we up to? This is episode one of season seven. Freaking A, seven years. Seven years. Seven years of my life you've stolen to do this stupid little podcast. Yeah. So hopefully our, our three people in the audience appreciate the work we go through to put this together. Yeah, Actually, I think it might be four now. Yeah. Kyle. Ginger. Kyle. Dano. Ginger. Dano. Kimmy on occasion up there in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen to our stupidity here online. But, you know, we have fun. I actually look forward to it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I do. I do. I wish I could put together some better stuff. I just my time is so yeah. lacking. Otherwise, I really think you know. Sometimes I really bring it. Other times I just fail. Yeah. Fail in every effort. It is. What this it is. one here, I'm faking it. I, I worked yesterday. I worked today. You know, I'm drying my sheets right now just so I have something dry to sleep on tonight. Oh, anyway, Sunday is always clean sheet day in the Heinrich household. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, can, yeah. Can you, I always do clean sheets. You, you ever think about just? Doing it every other week and then just sleeping on one half the bed one week, the other half the bed the other week, and then just I you know, I I, I do that with the pillows though. I do I pop out pillows about halfway through the week. You're gonna say I do do that with the pillows. I do do, I do do. <laughs> yeah. Do do yeah. <laughs> no, I swap out the pillows halfway through the week. Right I like a clean pillow especially. There you go. But as you know, Billy, it's not it's not like it's not like my bed's getting all that dirty. Yeah. So 
I was going to say something. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yeah. I was going to say, that's what the shower's for. <laughs> yeah, people only knew what we talked with talked about before the podcast started. Oh, I, I'm sure you'll probably put it on at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> Not that people should stick around all the way oh. to the end of the show. Here with Bill chops it's like up. A Marvel, it's like a Marvel it's like a Marvel movie. Pretty much. All right. The premise of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers and others. And just generally talk some beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw it around a little bit every week. So, Beach Day, we've got some beaver sports news. I think we might have an update from Eugene. We might. Okay. Uh, I've got a Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award. We will preview the Week 1 games coming up in the Pac-12 this week. Um, we'll talk a little bit um, about the Ohio State game coming up. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we've got planned for tailgaters coming up uh, for this season. And then, instead of we are retiring the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors segment, and we are now going to have a Beeges Random Rants and Other BS segment. Right? Yes. So you can random rant. Yes, absolutely. You can random rant I'm or I'm just going to take a whatever. topic. Yeah, it, it was funny today, too, because I was pondering what to rant about, and I was already ranting on something. I'm like, well, why don't I just rant about this? There you go. I rant a lot. Yeah, I know you do. I'm your brother. I've heard. I want to let everyone know you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please leave a rating and review. Um, you can email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Also follow at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All right, Beach. First up, a little Beaver and Pac-12 news. But before we get What's into going on in the well, bef- Pac-12, well, Billy. before we should get into, because since we didn't have a uh, podcast at the end of baseball season, the Beavs won the damn national championship. Yeah, son of a bitch, they did, Billy. That was an amazing, amazing series. I don't understand why the Beavs can't just win straight up. Why we always have to go through the uh, the bottom the losers bracket of the. Uh, well, you got to remember, there's been only been yeah. There's only been two teams that have had to win what six elimination games to win the national championship. The mm-hmm. 2006 Beavs and the 2017 Beavs. Crazy. Yeah. So it was it was great. I tell you what, I have watched replays and highlights of those games from Omaha so many times this summer. Uh, Jess always laughs at me because she'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the Beavs win it all again. And she'll be like, oh, gosh. You know, I'm I'm still just – I mean, and I, I haven't rewatched the game, but I was um, sitting watching the, uh, the second to the last game and that pop fly. Oh, yeah. And you're just sitting there going, that was it. Well, it was a great season. Yeah, you know, well, sad to see it go. So, and all three of those guys watched hit the. Yep. So I was listening to the game, listening to Parker's broadcast on the radio at work that night, and I was training, so I was kind of in suds and out of suds back at Woodstocks, seeing all you know, the manager I was training was doing, and so I'm in suds, and I hear the pop up on the radio, obviously, probably about mm, a minute before it came on TV, and I could hear in Parker's voice just the kind of the resignation that, you know, oh, it pops it up. It's been a good season, but it just wasn't meant to be. And then that ball hit the ground, and I couldn't go out of my skin because I didn't want everyone else in the bar to realize what was going to happen. Right? So I'm sitting there trying to hold it in and not show mm-hmm. anything. And it pops up, and everyone's like, oh. 
ah, you know. It was just, it was nuts. It was fun to watch. And it was funny, too, because if you watch oh, that, if you watch that Arkansas coach, when they don't make that play, and you can see him kind of mm-hmm. grab his face, and I mean, he knows that was it, right? That was where you kind of ended the game right there. Now, that didn't lose the series for him, but it could have won the series for him, right? There was a couple more times where the yeah. Leafs still had to make plays to win that series. That could have won the series for him. It didn't lose it, but that could have won it for him. And when it didn't, when that happened, I'm like, I think the Bees are going to win this. When that happens, anyways, good a good thing. Um, you know, we've had a really two great magical baseball seasons these last two seasons. Um, I hope everybody really enjoyed the ride. Uh, well, they'll still be good next year, but I don't know if we're going to see the kind of success we've had these last two years. They've got some good guys coming in, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But you know what? Who, who I was going to say, who who uh, who closed that uh, game out? Abel, uh, the the freshman. Yeah. Abel. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I mean, just smooth, oh, yeah. relaxed, cool, and his arm never gave out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he had. I mean, how many how many pitches did he throw? Like 120, 130. Like well, and you also understand he didn't throw the summer either. He took the summer off. So. Took the summer off, and he'll get back at it when they get into some fall ball here this uh, fall. All right, so beads. Let's start off with some current Beaver news. Let's start with some women's volleyball. And uh, you know, Billy, I love women's volleyball. That is my favorite sport. Is it really? It is. Well, that's good because um, the Beavs opened up play in Ames, Iowa. On Friday, and they beat Virginia three to two. Then on Saturday, they dropped their opening game two to three to Ole Miss before rebounding and beating number twenty-one Iowa State three to two in the afternoon game. Um, sophomore outside hitter Maddie Goins paced the Beavs' uh, offense with a career-high twenty-five kills in that Iowa State game, and then added a team-high seventeen digs for her first double-double of the season. And I know how much you love the double-double. I do love the double double, and a double double's coming up here. Is that going to be brought up in later on in our dialogue? Oh, tonight? maybe we can probably talk about that. Um, the Beavs are will be back in action. Well, maybe we should. Bring, well, well, go ahead and talk about it. Maybe we should just bring it up. Oh, well, freaking a double double. So In and Out just announced that they are going to be building a location at Kaiser Station in uh, in Kaiser, just north of Salem. There, about twenty five minutes from my house. So that's pretty exciting news. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have what? Yeah, I know. 25 minutes from my house. We won't have to make Hell, that three-hour-long drive anymore. It's probably only 25 minutes from your yeah. house. It, exactly. Yeah. It's not that far. Yeah. So, so it's probably maybe about closer to about 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, I could, you know, if I'm going fast. I hate Kaiser Station because the freaking layout there baffles me. I can never figure out what road I'm on to get in or get out. But. Oh yeah. Once I'm in there, I can find the place I'm looking for. Yeah. And it's right next to a beaver store. Yeah, well, it, it so, totally is. Um, you know, it's actually easier for me. I, I understand what you're saying about getting in there because it's kind of a mess. But coming from where I come from, like downtown Kaiser, getting in there makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so yeah, so there's that. Now the girls uh, volleyball we didn't do very well last year, correct? Actually, no, they made the uh, didn't we no, have a they, no, they made the tournament. They did very well. Okay, yeah. okay. So the Beavs are now so, two and one. Okay. After that tournament this weekend, and are back in action on Friday when they participate in the Rose City Showdown hosted by Portland State. 
He'll take on UC Davis at 11 and then face the Vikings at 6. Nice. All right. Now, Beach, you might have been thinking about women's soccer last year. You know, Billy, that that's my favorite sport. Is it? It is. There you go. Well, the uh, women's soccer season started last week for the Beavs with losses of one to nothing to Clemson and two to one to Stony Brook. Then this weekend, the Beavs went to a tournament in Lincoln, Nebraska, and opened up with a oh three to nothing loss to Kansas. And then today, uh, just this afternoon, they lost to host Nebraska three to nothing. Wow. Yeah, it's not, not looking good for the So Wolves it's looking like, it, I was going to say, looking like we're going to have a rough season again this year. Yep. yep, yep, yep. But uh, men's soccer beach, um, they opened up uh, this weekend with a 2-1 to loss to Syracuse at Paul Lorenz Field in Corvallis. Now the Beavs will be back on Monday, which is probably when this will come out. So Monday or Tuesday. So Monday they'll be playing host to Sacramento State. Okay. That's it. <laughs> cool. And so uh, fall sports are just getting started, so that's about all we got for right now on that. But we can talk a little football, Beach, and we'll just talk about the twenty. What do we got, Billy? Well, we're just going to talk about the twenty eighteen football schedule. So I was just going to run through it here, and uh, we can talk about uh, all the okay. games. So the Beavs start out obviously this week, Saturday, September first, at Ohio State. That game is a 9 a.m. kickoff for us here on the uh, West Coast. Wow. Yeah, early one. So, yeah. Well, that's not bad, though. We, I mean, I, I like an early game for that. Well, at least you can watch it. Because normally I end up missing the games because they're, they're in the evening. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch it. You watch football all day, starting with the beads. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, then Saturday, September 8th, the Beavs will be at home for the home opener against Southern Utah. That kickoff will be at five o'clock. Then the next, I'm looking for a date for that game, Billy. So right. you know, if, if we know of anybody, if anybody out there, you know, knows a cute single guy that wants to uh, have an all-day tailgater and join me, I'd be open for there it. There you go. Um, after that, uh, Saturday, September 15th, the Bees are at Nevada Reno. That kickoff is at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Then the Bees go into Pac-12 play uh, with their Pac-12 home opener Saturday, September 22nd versus Arizona. The very next week, the 29th, they are at Arizona State. Wow, knocking off the Arizona schools right off the get-go. And then uh, Saturday, October 6th, they'll be home versus Washington State. The next week is the bye game for the Beavs on October 13th. Then Saturday, October 20th, they will be home versus Cal. Then Saturday, October 27th, they are at Colorado. Then the next week, Saturday, November 3rd, home versus USC. On November 10th, they are at Stanford. November 17th, they are at Washington. And they end the season Friday, November 30th, the day after Thanksgiving, Civil War in Racer Stadium against Oregon at 1 p.m. This is going to be such an interesting year. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. So I know, um, so you got that Ohio State game in the very first game of the week, uh, or first game of the season, and then you end with, so you've got Ohio State's ranked top five, I believe, and then at the end, 
you've got USC, Stanford, Washington, Oregon, all ranked in the top 25. So if the Beavs really want to get some wins in, they need to do that in those middle games. And quite frankly, people hmm. people have been asking me how, how I think the Beavs are going to do. I'm hoping for four four wins. Really? I think I think four wins. Four four. Let me repeat that. Four conference wins or no, four no, wins? No, I just said four wins. I think they have. Wow. I think they. Okay. I think they have a great shot. Should beat Southern Utah. I think they have a good shot of winning at Nevada, which is good because they haven't won a road game in about three years. I think they have a shot beating Arizona State at Arizona State. And I think they've got shots against Washington State, Cal, and Colorado. So we'll just see. We'll just see. We need some guys to stay healthy, and we need some guys to step up. But I'm hoping for four wins. Any more than four wins, I think, is a bonus. So, What do you think? You know, um, my view is we're going bowling. Really? You think six wins? Yeah. I think so. I think six wins is reasonable. I think if they get six wins, I think that'll be a very, very good season. With what we're what, from, I'm happy for a good season. From last season to this season, that would be a, a, a remarkable turnaround. So. Oh well, you know, uh, a lot. If you got the the talent, all you need is the coaching. Okay. Well, so I think we got the talent. I think we just need the coaching. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Hey, Beach. What? Is that damn teletype firing up behind you? It is tell it is it is it, it, it's doing its thing. Hold on here, Billy. Dust Hold flying on. everywhere. I can't believe that thing gets used very much. Oh my god, it's terrible. <coughs> that, Hold on, Billy. Is that from the dust? Billy. Yes, Peach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy. Yes, Peach. This just in. Oregon Ducks got a new coach after just one season of the old coach. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that before. Nothing. So, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, so Oregon has a new coach. His name is Mario Manuel Cristobal. Uh-huh. And uh, he was actually born uh, September 24th, 1970. So what does that make him this year? About 48? Yep. 47, 48? Mm-hmm. So previously the head coach of Florida International University mm-hmm. from 2007 to 2012. Um, and he was an all-conference offensive tackle on the Miami Hurricanes football team that won the national championships in 89 and 91. Mm-hmm. And so I don't – that means he would have uh, played under uh, Erickson, correct? Um, I believe so. Well, yeah, because, you know, he's really good fan, He's really good um, friends with uh, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, well, that's how I was going to ask the next question. Yeah. Was he? Does he know the Rock? Yeah, they played together. Because he, he was under Erickson as well. Yeah, okay. they played together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, actually, he says played uh, for uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson and Dennis Erickson. Yeah, so he was right there at the, at the transition. Oh, is that is that so? That's when Jimmy Johnson left and went into the NFL. Yeah. After he left. Okay. Didn't after he left, um, Erickson was at uh, Washington State and left Washington State and went to uh, Miami. Because the the U, as they call it, has a uh, more prestigious uh, oh. background than than Washington. State. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! It's a lot easier to recruit, and the weather's better. So, actually, he signed as a free agent for the Denver Broncos in '94, uh, uh, and uh, 
actually played for the Amsterdam Admirals of NFL Europe in 95 and 96 before retiring to pursue a coaching career. Nice. So, yeah, so, not. I mean, don't know much about him here. Uh, interesting last name, Cristobal. Yeah, he's a pretty... He's, Look inside your Cristobal. He's kind of a, kind of a rah-rah guy, in my opinion. But we'll see. You know, he might work. Why did they... Yeah, why... Why? Why did they grab him? What? What? Well, I think he, he was a defensive you know, coordinator. I was when they he coordinated down there under uh, Tag. Oh, and really? I think the players really legislated for him to become the head coach. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. We'll see how that works out. Now, did Taggart, now Florida International University? Is that where Taggart came from? No, Taggart had been. Oh, geez, geez, I can't remember. He'd been, like, over um, in Kentucky, Kentucky, I can't remember where he came from. He was over there somewhere. He'd been at Kentucky, and then maybe he did go to Florida International. I can't remember. I was just wondering where they got hooked, they got hooked up together for him to uh, go over there. It, it might have so. They're both from back over there, so, I mean, that's why Taggart went to Florida State. That's where he left for. Gotcha. All right, Beach. Well, good, good, good. Hopefully, we'll get some good uh, updates from Eugene this season. I always look forward to those. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we'll see, uh, see how they go. You know, maybe this guy will be a little bit cleaner than the previous. You know, or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we should update uh, updates from uh, um, UCLA <laughs> because that's where the real cheating is going to go. We'll on. have to see what comes down the teletype. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah, you'll, you'll you'll have to keep your once eye it, open. Once it, yeah, once a cheater, always a cheater. There you go. All right, Beach, so we've got no games to review today, but we will talk about the uh, preseason polls that are out. There are a few Pac-12 teams in the preseason polls. Okay. Um, in the AP poll, Washington was picked number six, Stanford number 13, USC 15, Oregon 24, and Utah and Arizona are in the others receiving votes category. In the USA Today coaches poll, okay. Washington again at six, Stanford thirteen, USC fifteen, and Oregon, Utah, Washington State, and Arizona are all in the others receiving votes category. So uh, Washington State's actually in their um, in the USA Today poll. Yeah, in the coaches. When you're others receiving votes, what does that mean? Your top forty, well, top thirty. Well, what are it, you it depends how many teams receive votes. So all those are all the teams okay. that receive votes. So even if you only get one okay. vote, if somebody votes you 25th, that would be one vote. Mm-hmm. If you get a first place vote, oh gotcha. You know, you know what I mean. If you get a first place vote, it's like getting 25 points. If you get a 25th place gotcha, vote, gotcha, like gotcha. So okay, now it makes sense. So when, that, when, that helps me. I hope that helps our audience. Well, too. and so when I list those off in the others receiving vote category, like for the coaches poll, Oregon got more votes than Utah, got more votes than Washington State. Got more votes in Arizona. Gotcha. That makes sense. But but you're you're talking in in whoever votes in the USA Today poll, the the coaches poll. You're you're talking, you know, a coach could put himself in at 25, and he's he's ultimately going to receive a point. Yeah. 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 And the same goes through with the AP poll. So the others receiving votes categories, it's just whoever else got votes. Now, stu- now, here's a stupid question. So they call it the coach's poll. Does every coach vote on that? No, there's a certain amount. And the problem is it's not always the coach voting. Sometimes it's an assistant coach or sometimes it's an undergrad, you know, a graduate assistant. or So 
You, you know what I'm always impressed, Billy, is, you know, you're not always, but I can ask you these questions. And nine times out of ten, you can answer them. Yeah. So well, that's and, just and, always and, impressive. And a lot of the coaches do take it seriously because it is their name on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, they want to put in something that they feel where it goes. But then again, too, they'll also throw their team up there because they're like, hey, we're pretty good. We deserve some recognition. So, it's just, I always like seeing the difference in the, uh, in the polls. You know what I mean? Like, is there any big, mm-hmm. big differences? All right, Beach. It's now time for my favorite segment of the week, the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week war. Every week, like, discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, I think we have to talk about the big, big news story that's been going on for the last few weeks. And that would be the head coach of the Bees' first opponent, Urban Meyer of Ohio State. Now, do you know what's been going on? I do, and you and I have talked about this. I don't know how far you're going to go, um, but you and I both have. I don't. I, I. I'm kind of a little bit. Go ahead and read your deal. I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little torn on on this well, one. Well, I mean, so. What happened was go go ahead and go ahead and do, go well, ahead and do your deal. What, what, what started this thing, Beach? I don't know if you know what precipitated this whole thing, but at Big Ten Media Day at the end of July, um, you know the the coach goes with a couple of players and and the media can come up and ask some questions and talk to him about stuff, and one of the uh, uh, a reporter asked Urban Meyer about a coach. Um, they he had fired a coach named Zach Smith. He was a, I believe a, either defense, I think he was a wide receiver coach. Um, he had fired him, I believe in June. They let him go. And uh, this one reporter asked him if he was aware that the Zach Smith had been, um, I don't know, charged or investigated for beating his wife. Urban Meyer said, I didn't know anything about it. You know, didn't know. And uh, totally said that he had, he knew nothing about it. Well, the same reporter had gone out and done a um, article talking to this coach Smith's ex-wife, um, showing that she had texted Urban Meyer's wife about what was going on, mm. had sent her pictures of what was going on. This hadn't just happened at Ohio State; it also happened when Urban Meyer was the head coach and Smith was a graduate assistant down at University of Florida. He'd been investigated for beating his wife several times. Um, And so it's just been this huge mess, right? Um, Now, they did a big investigation. The University of Ohio did a big investigation, um, and it came back that they have suspended Urban Meyer for the first three games of the season. Now, those, that suspension is just for the game. They, he can still coach all week long. He's just not allowed to coach mm-hmm. the game. Now, the first three games of the season also happen to be all um, against pretty... I mean, Oregon State, which I think they were... Ohio State's a 38-point favorite. Uh, they do have a conference game against Rutgers. I'm sure they'll probably be a 38-point favorite against Rutgers. And then their third game is against TCU, which actually would be an interesting game to see um, with with him not there. But anyways, 
So this has all come out. Some people thought he should lose his job. Um, other people thought really nothing should happen. But he had a big news conference the other day, um, just uh, on Friday, and he said that he had a big news conference, and in that he didn't he kind of apologized to the fans and to people. His statements were kind of curt, and he never once acknowledged acknowledged Courtney Smith, the woman who actually got the crap beat out of her. Now, he said that his words and demeanor at the news conference, quote, did not show how seriously I take relationship violence, unquote. Um, now, the university's findings after a two-week investigation determined that Meyer did have a sincere commitment to treating women with respect, but his comments at the news conference drew criticism from students, faculty, and many outside the university in the hours and days that followed. Now, Meyer admitted he knew that police were investigating domestic assault allegations made against Zach Smith in 2015. He also knew about other accusations made in 2009 when Smith and Meyer worked together in Florida. Now, the 23-page report issued last Wednesday after the news conference outlined a long list of Zach Smith's inappropriate actions during his time as coach at Ohio State. According to the report, Smith's transgressions included going to a strip club while on a recruiting trip, sending pictures of his private parts, um, texting him out at a team event that was held at the White House, also having an affair with a member of the football staff, and being admitted to an addiction treatment facility after Meyer noticed problems with his job performance. Now, Meyer said Wednesday that his loyalty to Earl Bruce, who is Zach Smith's grandfather, and Earl Bruce is also Meyer's coaching mentor, clouded his judgment in giving Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt in all of those situations. Now, though the school said in its outline of findings that Meyer did not attempt to cover up any of Zach Smith's actions, the findings call into question Meyer's behavior after a story by college football reporter Brett McMurphy detailed allegations against Smith made by Courtney Smith that included a series of text messages. All this to say, Beach, this whole thing is just a mess. And what really bothers... Okay, uh, if, if, uh, can, I, can I interrupt for just a second? Sure. What what the the one thing that you made a comment on there? It's muckraking. Yeah. And the guy intentionally called him out during that press conference. Oh, I agree. Because he wanted him to contradict. You know, well he he knew he knew. Yeah. He knew he knew. Yeah. And he wanted to bring it out. And he wanted Urban Meyer so that he could put. I mean, it's just it was, muckraking. It, well, it's it, that it was, goddamn. It's gotcha journalism. Uh, journalist just just yeah. trying to bring up garbage to make a name for himself right. and then he can stand up there and say look what i broke i broke this news yep. no some guy beat his wife up urban meyer tried to give him the benefit of the doubt the guy had a lot of freaking issues and the police were informed and you just wanted to make rock you rake muck yeah. well he it was, i mean gotcha journalism i mean that's what he was trying to do it, it is. It was a it gotcha is. I mean, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If he came out, he'd be like, "Well, why are you hiring people that are freaking beating up their wives?" Yeah. Well, you know? I guess my and then and then and then potentially if he dis if he fires him without cause, then he could get sued, or ultimately he would lose his budget well, because the guy's going to take all the money. Well, part of that too, Beach, though, is most coaches, most coaches, not all, most of them are on a one-year or two-year contract. Well, and you said he fired him already. So yeah, he fired him. He fired him back in June. But, so he was already fired before this happened. Well, but I know, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But now they're just calling. So, so what the what the hell? Does it, yeah. So what the hell well, does it matter at this point? He was already fired. Again, it was it was muckraking. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But part of the problem here is with the university receiving federal dollars, right? They are. Appreciate makes you appreciate Hillsdale College, doesn't? Well, it? they are subject to title nine 
which has a lot to mm-hmm. do with, you know, equity and all sorts of stuff. It also means that they are required, if they are a person in charge, they have employees that are underneath them. If they are basically a supervisor, they have to report to their superiors any kind of domestic violence or anything, um, just like a teacher, right? Like if a teacher thinks their uh, mm-hmm. child's getting abused of any kind, they have to kick that up the chain. They have to. They're required by law um, because they get yeah. they, they are subject to the same same thing. And since he is the head football coach and has a number of coaches underneath him, he is required by law to do that. Now, if he knew that the authorities were already involved, right, I don't know how much mm-hmm. I don't know how much that covers him. But also, too, the other part of this where he can get double hit is his wife is also a um, is also a uh, works for the university. She's actually a, a nurse, which means she's also a mandatory reporter, and she's also the head of the nursing program. Mm-hmm. So that makes her like a double mandatory reporter. And so, did she do what she was supposed to do? So there's those questions. My problem with the whole thing is both Meyer and his wife have always tried to portray themselves as these great family people. We have all the coaches and their families mm-hmm. and their kids out there, and we run this thing being so great, and we, we're totally family people. And I call horse shit on that, right? Because you don't put mm-hmm. up with this. My thing is I, I don't care who you are. I don't care who I have loyalty to you see those pictures of what he put that woman through you fire his ass immediately i wouldn't want that piece of i i, I wouldn't I, want that piece of crap I, I, around see, what let, let me let me let well, me take a look is, what's her name again uh, courtney smith you, you, well i'm, I'm going to take a look but my thing is i i wouldn't want her I, I, you're, you're you're hitting a woman like that no you're, you're we're done you know you come if it happens one time and he comes in i'm sorry i've got problems i'm going to go to counseling okay it happens again, done. No questions. Nothing asked. You're, you're gone. I don't know how that guy... And you know, this is the same guy. He had all sorts of issues with players and stuff when he was in Florida. You know, he was the one that recruited and had that um, Aaron Hernandez at the University of Florida who ultimately got, you know, played for the uh, Patriots and got convicted on murder charges and then killed himself in, in, in prison. And they, they yeah. had so many... Uh, player behavioral issues down there. I, I just call crap on that. He, he just, he doesn't care. Did, he just wants to win. Did you see pictures of what uh, she looked like? It just, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see any. I'm, I just Googled it. I don't see any pictures of her yeah, beat up. She sent text, text messages of pictures of her injuries to Meyer's wife. And it's just, you know, I just, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm just, I don't know how you'd keep a piece of crap like that on your, on your thing now with him like i said with the gotcha question i'll give him some leeway on that because that guy just came out of nowhere and nailed him for it mm-hmm. right but still yeah he, just waiting for him to he was he, he, no matter what he said he was screwed yeah exactly and so but but still you, you don't keep that kind of crap piece of crap on your uh on your staff well i don't care who you are so anyways so for that and I think his poor choice of uh, moral character in his coaches and in some of his players, Urban Meyer, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the week award. All right, Beach. 
It is now time for our musical interlude of the week. And uh, we've been talking about what we were going to do last year. What did we do last year? Wasn't last year soundtracks? Uh, when did we do Hell? Was Hell two years ago? Yeah, we've done Hell. We've done, I think we did Guns N' Roses, did we not? Yeah, we did Van Halen, we did, Van and we did, Kiss, we did Kiss, and we did ACDC, and so, didn't we? And so this year, you decided, or you came up with the thing, and I agreed, we're going to do one of the greatest rock bands of all time, with quite possibly the greatest frontman of all time. You know, they say, though, that, well, he's got one of the best ranges of all time, yes. but uh, actually, Axl Rose rivals him yes. in a vocal range. I agree. But uh, go, ahead, go ahead and tell them who we're going to do, Billy. We're going to do one of Britain's... Greatest exports, Queen. The uh, that new movie with uh, actually what brought this on was the fact that there's that movie coming out uh, about Freddie Mercury. Yeah, we'll see how that is. And uh, yeah, it looks good. The the actor looks a hell of a lot like. I him. want it to be good, but I've, so, I've heard some kind of negative well, uh, reports about it, even though it's not out yet. So I'll still give it the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Oh, yeah, by all means. Don't know if we'll have a movie pass to use on that one, but... <laughs> Don't know if we have much of a movie pass well, at all uh... anymore. No, I'm, I'm thinking about giving mine up at the end of this month. Oh, yours month so to month? It's, it's just... Yeah. See, I paid $86. Yeah, so I, I, can, I can text them. And... I paid $86 for the year, so I'm good until, until uh -huh. December. But, uh, yeah, it's funny when you open it up now, there's like two movies that are available with it. But anyways... So Beach. Yeah, um, and, then, and then by the time you get there, by the time you get by the time you get there, the, the movies are sold out yeah. of what you could have gotten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, those movies you were gonna get, they're not available. Even though there's like empty seats, they won't let you get in. Yeah. All right, Beach. So um, it is now time for uh, your first pick of the year with, with the Queen song. What you got? Well, so this is actually one I I actually heard the the version first by Metallica, and uh, ultimately didn't realize it was a, a cover of a Queen song because the song is so not queen um it's a very fast tempo uh pretty intense and uh and and not like on your line with we are the champions yeah. or bicycle race or anything yeah, like that yeah but queen queen um, was they were all over the board and i think as this year progresses the season progresses we'll see a ton of mm -hmm. queen wasn't one type of music they were constantly no, true, true doing that, different stuff that. yeah so, but, but this is definitely their fastest tempo song I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Um, so the song I picked, uh, Stone Cold Crazy, if you guys are, are familiar with the Metallica version, it's actually from 1974, yep. uh, their eighth, their, uh, their album, uh, Sheer Heart Attack. And what's interesting is they've actually labeled the genre of this song as heavy metal, hard rock and thrash metal. Huh. Uh, it says here, Stone Cold Crazy is known for its fast tempo and heavy distortion, thus being a per precursor to speed metal. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, Music Magazine Q describes Stone Cold Crazy as thrash metal before the term was invented. Uh, in 2009, it was named the 38th best hard rock song of all time by VH1. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So, so anyway. without further ado, here is Stone Cold Crazy by Queen.
And that that's a much that's a very heavy song for Queen. Like a lot, not, not a lot of people realize that. Yeah, but like I said, so, we'll, we'll, as, as it goes uh, on here, I'm sure we'll pick out some more that are all over the board. All over the board. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited. Yeah, they're they're just well, you know, I, I never well. What's interesting too, I think Disney bought the uh, the Queen uh, library. Yes. Yeah, so they own the they own the the Queen Library under their um, I, well at the time it was the Hollywood Records label. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first acquisitions of Hollywood Records. Yeah. So, um, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I always I always laugh because uh, one of the the most um, uh, incredible uses of Disney synergy at the time was Mighty Ducks two. Did you ever watch that movie, Billy? Oh yeah, actually Gunnar and I just watched yeah. it not long ago. So, Oh really? So they're they're in Anaheim, home of Disneyland. Uh, they're playing at the pond, which Disney helped build. Uh, at the time, uh, it was the home of the the Ducks of Anaheim, which Disney owned. And the movie they put on the Ducks uniforms, the Mighty Ducks put on the, the their uniforms, were uh, skating around as they're going out to play the final game, and they're playing Queen's "We Will Rock You." Yep. And I'm thinking to myself. Everything in that thing that they're shooting right now is owned by Disney. Yeah, pretty much. You know, the the pond, the 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 NHL team, the movie, the music. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Anyway, little fun fact or annoying fact if some people don't like my crap. No. Okay. All right, Beach. What do we got? Well, uh, let's uh, go into our week one preview for the Pac-12. You ready? I'm I'm ready for this. I'm I'm so stoked for the season. Like I like I told you, I think we're gonna have a good season this year. Okay. I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people. I think we're gonna play well, and I think the games are gonna be fun. Okay, I, I hope so last, too. Last year the games. La- were last year tested yeah. my uh, my fandom. It, it felt like Pettibone. It, it felt it, like it was, it was Pettibone. It was ugly. Two It was ugly. It was ugly. All right. So Beach, first up, because um, we got a bunch of games here, because everybody's playing, and they're all playing. No, nobody's playing each other, so we've got 12 games here listed out. First up, uh, Thursday, August 30th. That's just a couple days away. Weber State at Utah. Ooh, Weber State. Didn't we play them a couple years yes, ago? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, I'm thinking... Oh, are we going to do our picks? Yeah. I'm thinking... Are we going to do our picks? Oh, yeah. you going to write this down? Because oh. I don't have anything in front of me. Yeah, hold on here. i got to... Yep. I gotta get a piece of cat. Dang it! Is Kyle, is Kyle gonna have to text him to you later? Kyle will have to text him to me later. Okay. All right. 
Okay, as long as there's no cheating going on. I know how Kyle likes to cheat. Okay, so... Matter of fact, if we still had the Rosie Ruiz cheaters and whores, I think I'd pick Kyle. <laughs> okay, Beach, Kyle. Bill? Okay, so first up, Beach, Weber State at Utah. Utah. Okay. I, too, will take Utah. Okay, Utes. that's the only game on Thursday. Uh, next up was Friday, August 31st. First up, San Diego State at number 13, Stanford. You know, I think they just, at least it's they don't have to drive very far to get to, to or fly very far to get to Stanford, but Stanford's going to kill San Diego State. Okay, that's what I got too. And then Friday, August, uh, the other game on that day, Colorado at Colorado State. Now, refresh me if I'm wrong. Isn't the Colorado versus Colorado State, hasn't that been close in years past? Yes, it has. I mean, I think so. Yeah, especially when Colorado wasn't that good when they first entered the Pac-12. Yeah. But these, this is like, but I don't they, think they've never been in the same conference, but they always play each other every year. Yeah, yeah, kind of like their own little civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, Colorado's darn good, I think, comparatively, so we'll take Colorado on this okay, one. Okay, we'll take Colorado. And Colorado State actually lost to Hawaii this past weekend. There were a couple games on Saturday. So mm. Colorado State's already 0-1. All right, Beach, all the rest of the Pac-12 games are all on Saturday. First up, this is going to be a good game. Number six, Washington at number nine, Auburn. That is a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Washington lost a really good coach this last year. Did you hear about that? Yes, they did. They lost their quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn's going to kill. I think Auburn's going to kill Washington. Okay. I'm going to take Washington. I think Peterson's too good a coach to not have that team ready to go into Auburn and deal with their speed. So, okay. It's interesting to see what Kyle picks. Okay, up next, Beach, Washington State at Wyoming. Good old Leach. you got to love Leach. Um, I, I will take Washington State. I don't think uh, – I think this is the gimme game. I'm going to take Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming is actually already also 1-0. They beat uh, New Mexico State on Saturday. And Wazoo lost some guys from the team last year. They had guys that did not play in their bowl <laughs> game that kind of bolted. So I'm going to take, really? take Wyoming. I don't think uh, – I, I just – I don't like Leach. I don't think he's that great a coach. And I just think he's kind of an ass. So. Well, we, we – yeah, but I he does make it for entertainment. Oh, I agree with that. He's a journalist dream. I agree with that. Okay, <laughs> up next, Beach. UNLV. You don't need a muck. You don't. You don't. You don't need a muck rake with that boy. Yeah. Okay. UNLV <laughs> at number fifteen. USC. I'm pretty sure USC is going to dominate. I too will take USC. Up next, North Carolina at Cal. Oh, how's North Carolina? They they usually don't have a very solid football team, do they? Yeah, they're okay. It's basketball that they're known. Yeah, really. Yeah, let's go with Cal. I'm going to take Cal too. I just think it's hard for. An East Coast team to travel that far across the country to play yeah. a football game. Okay, Beach, up next, Cincinnati at UCLA. Cincinnati's been good in the past, have they not? They're okay. That's, Sorry, there was that's where on. Tommy Tuberville had been coaching. He's no mm. longer there. But I hate, I despise Chip Kelly. So with that, we're going to go with Cincinnati. Really? It's purely an emotion. 
emotional decision. That's what it is. I'm going to take UCLA. Not logical at all. Purely, yeah. purely emotional. I'm taking UCLA. I, I can't, I can't, I can't root for the son of a bitch. I can't, honestly, I can't either. it's the same thing to me as, as saying like, I'm not going to support Oregon state and pick Oregon state. Yeah. Like, like picking UCLA is like, Oh God, it's just terrible. All right, Beach up next Bowling Green at number 24, Oregon. Um, good old number 24, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to go down from there. Um, uh, we'll go with Oregon. Sadly, I will too. Okay, three games left on the docket. You know, I have an easier time picking Oregon than I, I have an easier time picking Oregon than UCLA. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. Uh, three games left on the docket, Beach. First up, UTSA at Arizona State. And here, before you answer, question for you. Sounds like a governmental agency. <laughs> before you answer so, that. Sounds like a governmental agency. Who is UTSA? What's that stand for? I think those are the people that wear blue at the airport that give me rectal searches. Do <laughs> you know? Wow. That's why you fly all the time. Um, UTSA beach. What is that school? It's the closest I get to any kind of physical contact, but it's, you know, yeah. an important storm, man. What, what is UTSA? Um, University of, uh, Texas, San Antonio. Nice. Good job. So do you got? I pulled that one out of my ass right so, there, straight out of my ass. Do you have them or Arizona State? Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Arizona State. I am too, just straight better, better uh, athletes on that team. But I'm going. I, I was interested to see how this experiment with Herm Edwards, the new head coach at Arizona State, works out. Because they're hmm. trying to make him less of a head coach and more of like a CEO. Kind of, really? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It, we'll see how it goes along. But anyways, um, okay, two games left. So, so does does so does each of his uh, people that report to him are they the ones that make the calls on the field? I think so. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the season progresses. I'm gonna keep an eye on. Get mm. next beach. Right. BYU at Arizona. Ah, uh, my my friend Becky. She was just telling me tonight. She's getting excited. She's a BYU fan. Mm-hmm. Um. I think she's going to be sorely disappointed. We're going to take Arizona. Yeah. Their uh, quarterback is damn good. If he can stay healthy, he'll do some damage. All right, Beats, last. At BYU. Yep. At, B- at BYU. Yep. Okay. Are you pick- you're picking Arizona, though, or who are you picking? Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Uh, and last up, Beach, Oregon State at number five, Ohio State. This is going to be the first surprise of the year, followed by several other surprises of the year. Oregon State for the win by three. Yep. I'm going Beavs. They're going to shock the world. Mm-hmm. Shock the world. All right, Beach. I will get Kyle's picks and write them down. I will text him and get those in, and we'll uh, talk about it next week. See how we did. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Beavs uh, opponent this week. The Ohio State University. And you know that's what it's called, right? Yes, the Ohio that State University. That is the official name of the school, the Ohio State University. It's actually not the first uh, university in the uh, in the uh, state. Um, actually, uh, Miami of Ohio and Ohio University were founded before the Ohio State University. Really? Yeah, found that out. Now, uh, 
Um, Ohio State was founded in 1870 as a land-grant school to educate in agricultural and mechanical disciplines. Um, it, so a little bit of commonality with Oregon State there. A little bit. Um, it is also now, presently, a land-grant, sea-grant, and space-grant institution. Which I find it funny that it's a sea, wow. sea-grant institution since it's not on any body of water. Well, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess it's on the uh, Great Lake a little bit, isn't it? It's on the one Great Lake. So I guess I guess so. But they're not a sun grant like Oregon State also is. That's the other grant you can have. Mm. Okay. So, um, Ohio State Beach is the third largest enrollment in the nation with 66,444. Wow. Yep. Do we know who the top two are? Um, number one is Arizona State. Um, I know University of Central Florida is quite huge too. So... But I don't know if they're still up there, but they were. Okay. Um, okay. Now, Ohio State is actually one of only six universities to win national championships in football, basketball, and baseball, the three men, three main men's sports. Now, the other five schools are Michigan, also in the Big Ten, Florida mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the SEC, and the other three are all in the Pac-12, Stanford, UCLA, and Cal. Wow. Yeah. Now, as for football, Beach, um, their nickname is the Buckeyes, and uh, the Ohio State tree is the Ohio Buckeye. Now, it's, it's a chestnut tree, but those chestnuts are actually poisonous to cattle and humans. Wow. Did you know that? No. So what the hell do you do with a Buckeye? Is that, sure as hell don't so eat So is it. the Buckeye what the – yeah, is that, is that what you call the, the chestnut is a Buckeye? Yeah, it's called a Buckeye. I mean, the, 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 that's the, kind the, the of name chestnut. of the seed yeah, or the nut? That's the name of the nut. It's a kind of a chestnut. Okay. Now, the official scout... So don't ever, so don't ever eat a Buckeye. Well, no, okay, but, good, but see, good rule of thumb but, there. but they make Buckeye treats there, but they're not made from Buckeyes. They're made with peanut butter and chocolate. They're really good, but you don't like chocolate, so... It doesn't do any good. Do you like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Nope. Really? You know, I used to eat them, but I'm not – I don't eat much chocolate or anything at all anymore. I don't eat a lot of candy bars. Yeah. I, I think I think, kind of lost. I think a peanut butter cup is the best uh, best um, candy bar there is, followed closely by a Snickers bar, but that, that's me. Yeah, I don't like I don't like uh, I don't like crunchy stuff. I, I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about what kind of sweets I like, mm-hmm. and I'm like soft uh, – not crunchy, soft, sugary. Um, so like cake, pie, as long as it's not crunchy pie, I can't stand crunchy apples in my pie. Um, soft cookies. I don't like crispy cookies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, so- soft and sweet. Nothing hard, nothing crunchy, and uh, no chocolate. Those are my those are my ones. If anybody wants to mail me something, there you go. There you go. Well, Beach, so um, their their on-field mascot is named Brutus Buckeye. Okay, Brutai. Yeah, Brutus Buckeye. Have you ever seen him? Got a big old head. Um, and it looks like a chestnut. Yeah. Yay, now it all makes sense. Here you go. Think you know the world just you know I feel like I learned so much in these things. I mean I think I'd still do this even if we didn't have the huge listening audience that we've yeah. got. So <laughs> learn you a little bit now. Um, the one I thing do. since uh, the bees are playing at Ohio State, one thing that Ohio State is really known for. Do you know what it is, Beach? 
I have no idea, Billy. They're banned. Because I thought no- Notre Dame was one of the best bands I've ever seen. Yeah. It is one of the few collegiate so, but... all brass and percussion bands in the country. Perhaps the largest of its type in the world. And you know what they're nick. What, what's an all bass and what's an all brass and percussion? That means no wood, no wood, Correct. no flutes. Uh, flutes aren't wood. Oh well, what 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 else would be wood? Um, like uh, any woodwinds. There we go. Wood. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Woodwind. Now its okay. nickname is the best damn band in the land. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's a huge band, and. They've got a um, a uh, um, uh, tradition at the beginning of each home football game where they dot the I. Have you ever heard of that? No. So do tell Billy what is dotting the I. So it's what they do. They 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 build this big script Ohio um, that they spell out on the. Uh, on the uh, field, and then they get uh, some really, usually some really famous person to be the I, the dot on the I. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it's a big, big thing. And, and it might not be someone that we might consider somebody great, but it's somebody that's usually important mm-hmm. to them. So, and, um, Okay. Sometimes, well, sometimes they'll have somebody famous do it. Other times, um, it's just a guy out of the out of the band. So most of the time, it's a sousaphone player. But it's just the, sousaphone yep, player. Why? Why a sousaphone player? That's just what they do. Um, that's just it, it's considered an honor to be the one dot in the eye. Hmm. Yep. Cool. So. Put that on your gravestone and on. On the third game of the 2018 season, I dotted the I. Well, here, do you want some of the people that have uh, dotted the I in, in the past? Some of the impressive ones? Oh, name some names, Billy. Name names. Bob Hope. Yep. Jack Nick. Ooh, what's now? Did he graduate? Did, did he graduate from the Ohio State? I don't believe so, but they just had him do it. Jack Nicholas. Okay. Okay. Uh, James Buster Douglas, boxer, beat Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. John Glenn and his wife Annie Glenn. Okay. So there's just a few. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, so it's just a big you, thing to watch for. Stay for. Now, now do, hold on, I, and I missed it. Did they do they do this at the beginning, beginning of the game, game or at halftime? The beginning of the game. Okay. Yep. They, when okay. they spell out the Ohio on the field, and they dot the I. Okay. There you go. Cute. Just something to watch for. All right, Beach. Yeah. So now that we've talked about that. At nine at, at nine at nine at nine o'clock in the morning when we're watching the game on Saturday. Yeah, which I have to go in and do inventory at work. So. But you got a TV in there. I don't even have. Yeah. I'm 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 having. I I can't get my TVs working. I actually have the TV guy coming over tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right, Beach. Um, don't know how the internet. So uh, for our last thing here, um, for my last thing, uh, for our tailgating 101 section, we're going to talk a little bit about what we are going to be having for our menus for the season. Right? So we've got uh, six home games. Yes. And we're just going to quickly run through it here. Because um, you and I sat down and came up with this menu, well, back in the spring. So first up, um, for the Southern Utah game on the 8th of September, we actually had our usual funeral potatoes, the Mormon funeral potatoes, the cheesy spuds, 
and then you wanted to do a honey glazed mm-hmm. chicken. I want to change, shake it up a little but, bit. Yeah, yeah, but I decided we're going to shake it up a little bit more than that. One, the one thing we always like to do, one of our things that our fans clamor for is the cheesesteak. Yes. And we only had I love the cheese We only had it down for one game this season. And with a five o'clock yep, kickoff just one. for Southern Utah, we had plenty of time. I just thought, and it's going to probably be pretty hot out there and doing funeral potatoes mm-hmm. and honey glazed chicken. I just thought that was just going to be just too much. So I wanted something that's a little bit easier, a little more portable and stuff that we can kind of make throughout the day. Keep it going, right? Because some people are going to come out early. Mm-hmm. We'll have football games watching, you know, all afternoon long. So I decided to throw the cheese steaks on there. But with that, what were we going to do for a, a uh, themed menu item? Well, that's where I figured exactly. I figured your honey glazed chicken could come in. Because why were we doing honey glazed chicken beach? Because Utah is the beehive state. Billy. Correct. Which I informed you when we were in Tennessee when we were talking about states and their nicknames. So yes, Utah is the beehive so state. We, we had a yeah because we, we had a crazy conversation about nicknames for states, and I have to say, Billy, of all the states I named, I think there was only one or two you couldn't get. Yeah. yeah. You you were you were on fire, just shocking. Yeah. And and some of them you wonder how in the hell they got the name for their state. Yeah, so they're the beehive state. So. In my hot little hand right here, Beach, I have a recipe down for a honey garlic sauce that we will be putting on chicken wings. Ooh, sounds good. Sounds tasty. It's got honey, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, I'm, I'm still, sesame I'm, oil, and chili flakes. I'm still shocked that we've never done uh, hot wings before. So, just kind of shocked. Because we have, but that's okay. When did we do them? We've done them like twice, at least. Did I did I do them? No. Okay, I didn't deep fry them. Um, oh, you might have. We did it when we did um, chicken and waffles a couple years ago when Kelly came down. But that wasn't that wasn't chicken wings. So that was chicken yeah. uh, chicken. Uh, but we did we did strips. We did wings a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, we did them a long time ago, a number of years ago. Where we did a bunch of different flavors okay. of chicken wings, but it's okay. This this one's okay. gonna be better because we're gonna be using the better deep fryer. Okay, so cheese sticks. So hold on, we did it before I was deep frying. No, we did it when we had the smaller deep fryer. Well, exactly. I never deep fried on that one. I only did the deep fryer on the big ones. So there it goes. I I, I totally claim I've never done this before. <laughs> well, you didn't say. I'll stand okay. by my claim. You didn't say you hadn't cooked them. You said had we done them. Yes, we have done that. Uh, well, my view was since we've had the real deep fryer and not that faux little thing that we had. I like how you say that. So, when I brought that deep, when I was talking about that deep fryer, you guys all thought I was nuts. You know, <laughs> you think I'm nuts half the crap, but I do too. So we just leave it alone, okay? All right, Beach. So that's what we're doing for Southern Utah. Up next, next home game, the 22nd of September, Arizona. You wanted to do fry bread tacos. So like an Indian, a Navajo Indian fry bread yes. taco. And I have found... Yes. Indians. Fe- 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 feathers, not dots. I know. I have found Indian fry bread. Really? Yep. So we will have authentic nice. Indian fry bread. And we'll kind of figure out what kind of protein we want to put in, and we'll figure something out. Okay. Right? Okay. 
So that's what we're doing for that one. And we might have some nacho-y type stuff too. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, up next, Beach, the 6th of October, Washington State's coming to town. So you know what that means. Washington State, it means we're doing something with Cougar Gold. What are we doing with Cougar Gold, Billy? Cougar Gold, mac and cheese, and tri-tip. Awesome. And I already have the Cougar Gold I... cheese here. Sweet. Jess and I already picked it up. Did you buy enough? Oh, yeah. How, how much was it? Still like 25 30 bucks yeah, a can? Yeah, it's about 30 bucks a can because I, uh, I bought three cans. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll have mac and cheese and tri-tip steak. All right, Beach, up next in October. See, so we have two home games in September, two home games in October, and two home games in November. So October 20th, after that week off, we will have Cal coming to town. You know what that means? Cal is Sausage Fest, Billy. That's right. Ever good. Sausage Fest 2018. Ever good sausages. And guess what I have in my possession already? Um, sausages? Ever good sausages. And, Billy, and you wanted to do... Put, holding your sausage in your hand does not qualify. I didn't say they're in my hand. I said in my possession. Um, and you also wanted to do potato wedges because you want to do something a little bit different. Yes, little mini potato wedges. Yes, yeah, we'll do some potato wedges. With, with 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 ranch dipping sauce. Okay. So you want some JoJo's? Yeah. You want JoJo? Potatoes. Yeah, little mini JoJo's. So not the not the big ass ones. Those little dainty ones. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. want to hurt your. I mean, we can do the big ones too, but the little ones are kind of nice. Your delicate sensibilities. All right, Beach. So that's October. Now the two final games are in November. First up, November third. USC comes to town. USC. What are we doing for USC, Billy? Well, we're going to do the Bacon Street Dogs that you see being sold out on those illegal little carts all over the place outside of the Memorial Coliseum down there in uh, in L.A. That's right. They're doing it on the grills just like we do. Yeah, well, and ours will have 100% less food poisoning. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's legal. I just that place is so sketchy around the Coliseum, but you know they probably the the the, the lefties from around that area are probably like this is a way for these people to feed themselves, you know, for them to get money. Oh yeah, but they'll so, but uh, they'll stop anybody else from yeah. you know erecting a fence on their own property. It, exactly, the regulations are are insane on those who uh, have money, but on those who are street people, they just let them do what they want. I know. All right, and then the final game of the season, Beach. Will hey, be. Remember the dude selling. Remember the dude selling the the hot dogs out of his cooler. Oh, I know, and I'm like, who the hell? I wouldn't buy those things. Oh, no, I know. No. It's like... <laughs> I have a hard enough time. He didn't even have a grill. He just had a cooler full of wrapped hot dogs oh, that he was selling. Didn't he have a sign on the cooler no. like hot dog, like a couple bucks yeah, or something like I just, that? Ugh, ugh. Um, I have a hard enough time I... eating at a freaking potluck, let alone some cooler dogs. Okay. Yeah. And Beach, our final home game of the year, Civil War, Oregon Ducks, we're making cheesesteaks. Yep, that's our second cheesesteak yep. game. I hope it's an afternoon or a mid midday game. Oh, I hope it's not a morning actually, game. But no. cheesesteaks do taste good in the morning. It'll it'll be breakfast cheesesteaks. Breakfast cheesesteaks. Kickoff for that game is 1 p.m., so mm. it'll be breakfast cheesesteaks. Do you know what make them breakfast cheesesteaks? Having them for breakfast. Eat them for breakfast, that's right. All right, so there you go. All right, Beach, do you have a, a rant today? 
I do have a rant, Billy, and, and I was thinking about trying to come up with a rant, and then I've been ranting well, about this all week. I don't know why it didn't occur to well, me. Well, before you get started, I've got to say I'm sorry I do not have any good uh, intro music for Beej's random rants and other BS, but uh, hopefully next week I'll have something for you. Okay, I'll do some thinking on that one, too. Okay. But, but, but here's, my, here's my bitch, Billy. Okay, so, so I won't name names, but many of you know that I work part-time job retail, right? Yes. You're aware of this, aren't you, Billy? Yes. Okay. So I, I work a part-time retail job just for fun, just to keep me off the streets and out of trouble, you know, off, you know, cut down on the on the drugs and, and the alcohol and, you know, waking up in strange corners of streets, yeah, say, you know. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Anyway, I don't have done, haven't done that walk of shame in quite some time. Anyway, so... The company I work for has decided they are going green, okay? They are eliminating all bags from plastic bags when you make a purchase. So you have a choice. You can either carry it out, okay? You can you can um, use a bag that you already have, or you can buy a reusable bag for 99 cents. This is the biggest bunch of shit that has ever occurred in our country, as far as I'm concerned, to the retail consumer. The, the fact is, the consumer controls the purchase. And people don't want to realize this. They think the seller does, but it's not true. The consumer does. And the retailer should do what the consumer wants. One of the things is a complimentary bag to put your purchases in so you can walk around, if you're especially in a mall, before you head back to your car. Right? I agree. Okay. So, they are screwing over the consumer because they're saying you no longer get a choice in this matter we are dictating to you that you no longer are going to get a complimentary bag so we're not going to concede the three cent bag to you anymore matter of fact if you want a bag you're going to hand over 99 cents to us to get the freaking bag Mm -hmm. do you realize how much money that just made that company for going green oh i agree so instead of a instead of a negative three cent on the on the giving of a bag, they are probably a, a reusable bag like that probably cost them fifteen cents, right? Something, yeah. But they're they're now making yeah. money on the So that they're bag. netting they're they're now netting netting probably eighty five cents per transaction, uh-huh. correct? Or 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 not which is absolute or they've cut the, they they've basically cut their cost. Because if nobody uh, buys if nobody absolutely. buys a bag they've cut the cost on that transaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they look- and then if somebody does buy a bag, they, they get a they get extra money on every transaction. I mean, you know, and that's the add-on and, concept and of when like you go hero. to retail. It, oh, yeah, exactly. We're doing it to be green. You know, it's the same reason why, like, we've changed all of our light bulbs over to LED because we care about the energy consumption. Bull crap, you care about the energy bill you're getting at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And if you can switch all of your light bulbs over to LED, if you can, if you figure the, the math on that, oh, and you have like a two-year repay period and the LEDs last longer with less labor to change them out, you guys are saving money. You're spinning over an idea that's actually financially beneficial to you as somehow environmentally conscious. The biggest bunch of bullshit. And I get so fed up with this crap. You know, and the fact is we're not saving the environment at all. You know, people are like, well, it's still for a good cause. B.S. It's not for a good cause. There's uh, eighty. There's eighty percent less waste in in uh, in uh, in uh, plastic versus like paper sacks that you would use. They the the uh, 
Plastic bags take 40% less energy to make than paper bags, substantially less than reusable bags. And the amount of energy it takes to make reusable bags or cloth bags, mm -hmm. they say you have to reuse a cloth bag, like a cotton bag, like 300 – what was the number here? I looked it up. Um, 393 times uh, to make an environmental to, – to have any kind of positive environmental impact versus using a plastic bag – three times and I don't know about you I'm not a big bag user per se so I don't really have a dog in this fight mm -hmm. it just pisses me off that the people use it but most of the people that I know that have used plastic bags regularly they store them up and they use them for secondary purposes oh, so almost all plastic bags get at least two uses out of them if not three yeah you know a lot of people use them as garbage bag liners some people use them to pick up their dog poop when they're taking their dog to the park yeah, i agree and now you got these stupid reusable bags and then on top of that the reusable bags nobody ever brings them with them so they're guaranteed more additional purchases down the road and then what i freaking love about this thing is this actually screws over the retailers because now suddenly you have people coming into your store with the reusable bags you sold them and now they can put the crap in and walk out and they can easily steal your stuff because there's no way to tell that they bought it or not, and you're not allowed to ask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's a reason why these things exist and the rules have well, and, and these people are getting so greedy to make this money that it's going to bite them in the ass because they're going to have higher theft. And, I mean, me, myself, I boycott any city that uh, doesn't allow me to have a bag. I don't buy there. And I'm to the point now, I'm so fed up with all the damn rules and regulations, I'm just going to buy from Amazon, have them ship, waste a whole bunch of a lot of crap, and burn all the shit in my backyard. Yeah. Well, you know, I find it... I live on a farm, so I can... Yeah. The other thing, too, is I find it uh, I find it kind of sexist. Because... How do you find it sexist? Well, because women will carry um, those bags in their purses. Most women have... Oh, absolutely. Most women have some kind of handbag, or purse, or something to carry that kind of thing. Most men don't walk around with mm -hmm. with stuff like that. They just don't. So if I Absolutely. go in, if I go in now, Absolutely. now I'm getting punished. Either having to buy a 99 cent bag, or you know, pile all my stuff up in my arms to carry it out the door. I wonder how. Yeah. I wonder how because Disney's going to do this in their theme parks. I wonder how the hell that's going to work. Oh, they're just gonna. They just added 99 cents onto every sale that they had. Yeah. I mean, that's flat out. Nobody's going to bring in a uh, reusable bag into Disney. You have to go through security checks. You're going to try to bring as little as you can possible. So they just added a dollar. Now think, if they got – how many people go into Disneyland per day? What, about 40,000, 50,000 people oh, in a peak day? 65. Okay, so 65,000. Was it safe to say that maybe half of those people make purchases? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they just – so they just made themselves, let's just say roughly, an additional $30,000 a day just in bags, mm. you know, without even a product on there, just bags. Mm. That's huge profit. Well, and I just like, how are you supposed to you know, take that stuff it, out? Well, it, I, and I, it's so bullshit, too. I just wonder the, how The stuff is, they're like, well, plastic bag. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder how it's going to affect their bottom line because people are going to go, well, I don't want to carry it around. So I just won't buy it. I'm yeah, see, that's my thing. I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't buy it. That's yeah. my views. I'm like, I'm not going to carry it around. I'm not going to buy. It. I, I've, if somebody comes up to me and says, I, I have to pay 99 cents for a bag. I'm going to put stuff back and say, that's all right. I'm, I'm done. I'll just order it online and yeah. have it shipped to my house. You know, Corvallis is like um, that. It, it's, I know, and I'd say I won't, I won't do business in Corvallis so, because of that. Uh, McMinnville did the same bullshit. So, you know, and what gets me is they're like, well, yes, but, but they're. But it's more environmentally friendly. No, well, they, well, that, they you know, the thing they, they don't plastic talk... doesn't biodegrade in, in 
Plastic doesn't biodegrade in landfills. Nothing biodegrades in landfills. They're sealed units. No. They're designed to not biodegrade. I know. I know. That's how they do it nowadays. Did you know that? I know. I, yeah, because they're all sealed yeah. up. Yeah. They, they, they dig a, yeah, they dig a hole, they seal it on the bottom, they fill it up, and then they cap it. And then they put a park on top. That's a landfill. Well, they, they, they do so. The organic so. material will biodegrade. But most of yeah. their stuff doesn't. I know, I know. Um, but uh... <laughs> well, and then they're like, "Well, we save landfills, yeah, because well, we have more landfills now than we ever had." Did you know that if you took all of the garbage that we will produce over the next one thousand years, it will take up a total of fifteen square miles of land. Oh, I know. Have you ever watched uh, the? Uh... Penn and Teller bullshit episode on recycling. No, no, they, it's, it's very it's, interesting. Go on YouTube. Um, they had a TV show on Showtime called yeah, bullshit I, I, and they did one on recycling and it's very interesting. And I understand they don't have a dog in the fight. They just want to get to the facts, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the fact is recycling is very, it's more feel good than do good. Oh, I agree. Uh, aluminum is the only one, aluminum is the only one that benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, plastic might seem, environmentally unfriendly but every you know and that's what gets me too you know you work in retail and you see all of the garbage that we produce in packaging mm-hmm. and shipping just to get the product to the store mm-hmm. and they sit there and they they tell the consumer well you can't have plastic bags do you realize how much garbage they're producing on the on the wholesale yeah end? exactly well and the thing is you know if, if yeah. at least with like cardboard and paper that stuff's easily recyclable right that's mm-hmm. readily recyclable um, but anyways, it's just, yeah, I agree. It's silly. It's silly. The best thing about oh, that, the... so, so you can't buy anything in Corvallis Beach because of your anti-no-bag policy. But you know where you still can buy something? At the Oregon State Bookstore. Correct, because they are exempt from that policy. I went in there yesterday, or the other day, picked you up a, a decal for the back of your truck. Oh, thank you for that. Mom and Dad have it. You can get it from them. Okay. But uh, nice, nice vinyl, vinyl decal for your window. But anyways, um, I went in there and she goes, uh, "I'm paying for it." And she goes, uh, "Would you like a bag?" And I'm like, "You know what? I would." You're goddamn right. I want a bag. <laughs> I said, "I do." Well, because I don't have to pay for it. And I said, "I don't even really need it, but I would take one." She was like, looked at me kind of funny. She's like, "All right." So anyways, but anyways, that's it. Anything else, Beach? Yeah. So there's my there's. No, I've already got a rant lined up for next week, so we're looking good. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 106 of A League of Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Also, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember to listen and subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a rating and a review. Um, You can also listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Beach. Billy. It's been fun. Nice to get back. In, Always a blast. Nice to get back in the uh, groove of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just again, I, I and I say it every year. I think we're going to have a great season. I think we're going to have a great tailgating season. Um, I think we're going to have a lot to celebrate, and I think we're going to be going someplace warm in December. I hope so, dude. I hope so. So until next week with show number 107, let's get a great big go bees.
Hello? Hello. <clears throat> that sounds better. Okay, you sound worse to me, but... Oh, really? Yeah. So... <clears throat> well, I had something in my throat, so... Let me clear in my throat. Oh shoot! I gotta. What you gotta do? I gotta pick out a Queen song too. Yes. Hold on. Shit! I was had. I had to work. I worked like twelve hours yesterday, and I worked uh, seven and a half hours today. Jeez. Um. I'm gonna take it up. Don't, don't stop me. Don't stop me now. Don't stop me. What movie is that from? Well, they. Well, we can talk about it when we get there. Well, that's not the song I was going to pick out, though. Should you, I pick that song? Oh, I don't care. If not, I was going to pick it. I was going to do... What's the one that Metallica covered? Um, Stone Cold Crazy? Yeah. Well, we can do Don't Stop Me Now. That's a good one. Well, what do you don't pick? Don't stop me. What? What are you going to pick? Well, that, that if I was going to pick... I was going to pick Stone Cold Crazy. Okay, then pick Stone Cold Crazy. Okay. Having a good time. Do, 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 do. Don't stop me now. And we are recording. It's good. <clears throat> Let me know when you're ready to do this, Beach. At the count of three, I want everybody in the place to be to make some noise if you're down with me. One, two, three. Hit me with the horn, 20. Let me clear my throat. Oh! 
Some noise in this joint, man. 